welcome to another episode of the Ali Show, and today we have another very special guest, Mr. Hemi Ahil. What's up, professional heavyweight boxer, seventeen and oh, twelve. <laughs> seventeen fights. and oh, you reckon? Oh, oh this is oh, no, no, seventeen and oh, seventeen and oh, seventeen and oh, and twelve fights by way of knockout. How are you, Mr. Hemi Ahil? Ali G in the house. Now, I'm well, brother. I'm well. Thank you for having me. I'm the worst person to have have a conversation with, but thank you for having me, bro. Bro, I think that it's funny you say that because like off like off camera, we usually have a lot of good conversations, bro. Well, that's usually off camera. On camera is a, a different story. Bro, nah, be nah, a I, I, that, that, that is there is no camera here. Gotta be a bit censored. No, Gotta be a bit censored. Yeah, there's no camera here. I think that's that's like sometimes like some people actually tell me about that. Like they actually better off camera, but I don't know like. Usually it takes like five ten minutes when you are when you're comfortable, bro. Sitting, this is the difference. Like now when we're sitting here yeah. and doing like you talking directly to me kind of thing, but uh, like yeah, yeah. when you're interviewed by someone and the camera's on you, the person's holding the mic. Oh, that's there, different, bro. You know it feels yeah. different, bro. It yeah, definitely. You want to like slap them a little bit, but but you can't. So you like, just gotta um, play it off. <laughs> you gotta play it off, bro. Like the uh, the bro who does um, com- my combat TV. Bro, who always comes to the gym and he records the guys. Uh, Tony. Yes, Tony. Yes, yes I like Tony. He's he's usually not in the you know the film. Like he's usually behind in recording. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. different when you when you go. Oh well, that's what I feel anyway. But um, anyway, Hemi. I'll tell you what. I'm a little comfortable as I came out and the eggs and the steak. Uh, <laughs> the steak and eggs got me. The steak and eggs got me. Dude. I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm at home. That's the one. You gotta you gotta be treated like a guest. You know, you gotta <laughs> have the good food. But uh, anyway, Hemi, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. Same old. Um, just recovering from some things. Mm. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, you know I want to get into, man. But um, anyway, before we start, Hemi, for uh, for those who might not know who you are, can you uh, give yo. like a brief introduction about yourself? Oh, uh, yo, hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, my name's Hemi. I'm a dancer from. Um, I, do a bit of, <laughs> I do a bit of boxing with um with all the boys out of CKB now. Um, yeah, I've been doing this since 2012. Still a baby in the game. That's like, what's that? That's nine years, nine years in boxing. Um, yeah, that's about all I can tell you. Hey, um, anyway, Hemi, like, uh, what I want to ask is, you just mentioned a little bit about, like, you know, only nine years in the game, but, uh, nine years is actually a long time, but, um, what I'm interested in is, like, how did you get into fighting or boxing or how did that all, the whole thing I'm, come I'm about? I've always liked... Hey guys, stop letting your body go on in pain and feeling sore all the time, man. Start putting some deposits in your health bank and take care of your vessel. Go get yourself an amazing massage gun from Sharpen Recovery. It's a very affordable and lasts a long time. Highly recommend it. It probably costs less than five meals outside and definitely cheaper than a pair of shoes. Instead of getting something that's going to be on your feet, why not get this massage gun to massage those feet and legs? Go to sharpenedrecovery.com and use the code ALICHANNEL for 20% off your guns. Yes, 20%. You can thank me later. So what are you waiting for, guys? Go get yourself some amazing gear. I've always liked watching um, fights. I've always liked fighting. I've always liked a little bit of trouble coming up. Yeah, it was good fun. And um, David Tua was the one guy that we used to always watch. We used to get around Modi TV. I think before Modi TV, he used to... He used to air his fights for free on, it was, I think it was Channel 4 or 2. And we used to watch him. And the last 
fight that I seen him fight was the Barrett one. Uh, that was that was for free as well on on New Zealand on air. They aired they aired it they, on they aired free it. TV. I thought it was free TV. Wow. Yeah, not free TV. It was I don't know what the channel was, but yeah. we, we used to watch him a lot. Um yeah, and I've always wanted to have a goal. Just yeah, I wonder I wonder what it feels like to get hit from someone like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder but yeah, anyway, down the line, um, 2012, I went over to David Tool's gym for about that whole week trying to catch him at the gym. Mm. So I went in the first day and there was like uh, kids doing the training. And, oh, David Tool just left. And when the next day, so like for five days, Monday to Friday, I went over to see if I could see him. And I didn't. Uh, but he had his little car outside, the little, the Beetle. Yeah. Or what is that? <laughs> <laughs> he had his, his car outside, the old awesome one he had. It was parked there, but he wasn't there. So... Then my uncle found out about me on that week mm. trying to get into boxing. And apparently he knew um, this guy that he grew up with that used to do random backflips and doing karate stuff mm. back in the islands. And he said, oh, yeah, I want to take you over to him. Um, well, I'll find him. I think he's still in St. Luke's so or wherever it was. And then the next week he called him. We, he said to come over to his house. And then we went there. And that's when I met Lolo. Oh. On 2012, I think it was February or March is when I first, I, I met him at his house. You know, he had his kids and that. And then from there, I started training. So I was real blessed to uh, come across Lolo right in the, in the beginning. Mm. Lolo right Hemuli. Beginning. Was that when he had his own gym as well, Balmoral Liga? Balmoral Liga was out west when I first went to train with him. He was out west at... Um, I forgot the name of the street, but it was a little garage. One of the boys was it the one at the uh, at the church? No, no, it was the church. One? It was after the oh, one after the church. Yeah, it was mm. out west. The church was just out here in St. Luke's, mm. somewhere. Um, I haven't been, but the one out west was at a garage. One of the boys, they had a like a work thing that was out there, and there was like a free space at the back, mm. and that's where I first learned to throw a jab, brother. Wow. <laughs> we knew wow. nothing about hooks before jabs, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And, um, how old were you when you started training with uh, Lolo? So 21, bro. 21. Yeah, yeah, I was 21. So you actually started slightly later compared to a lot of the other people who were training there. Yeah, I started... I trained a little bit later than them. I fought younger than they did. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I started <laughs> fighting younger than they did. <laughs> we talk about the... Uh, well, there's the street fighting, bro. The street fighting. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, and like... Um, so, you probably, you know, as like what you said, you know, were you involved in a lot of street fighting and all that? Like, you randomly. Know, yeah. I, I got involved in it a lot, just randomly. Like, you know, I'll say some, some stupid, then I calm back down. Or no things, or I'll come across someone that's not from the same area, and then you know, altercation start, and then pa 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 pa, and then you just start just accepting it as it comes, like like out when you start fighting just randomly. That's good because you are younger, you know. You don't get you don't get in trouble as bad as when you leave school above eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> above eighteen, I think the, the the consequences for under eighteen would be different as well. It would be, it would be. So you kind of get away with some things where you can't when you're older. Mm-hmm. Was it like you know, uh, pretty common you know for you when you were younger? Like, oh, it was. We had to. We so I grew up in Mangri, bro. I grew up in Mangri out there in Vine Street, and yeah, the older guys always have. They'll come shake you down, beat you up, get you to fight other younger guys, and then they'll you know they get around the circle while everyone's breakdown. They have circles for breakdancers and circle for people getting beat up, like the little kids fighting each other. And I I used to enjoy 
following the bigger boys just to, to get in there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yo, come here and have a go with this guy. And they love watching it, bro. And I kind of enjoy the feeling, so. Yeah, but it's different. It's kind of different. Mm. Like, it's now, yeah. That one's, and that one's like raw, raw violence, bro. Was it, would you say it's like... Uh, there's like, is there because no we don't, rules? Because we don't know what we're doing, we're just, we're just trying to protect ourselves. You know, we're just swinging, mm. swinging for the hills. It's, it's a different rush from kind of understanding how to slip a punch. You know, like, you know what I mean? But it, it's good. I wouldn't say it's as violent. Uh, well, it's, well, it's bare knuckle. That probably would be worse. Yeah, but you don't know how to use your knuckles, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's bare knuckles, but you don't know how to use it. Fully like, use it. Fully yeah. use it, like how we do now. Like, mm. you know what I mean? But it's, I don't know, just the feeling of just fighting someone without even having a conversation before or after is, is beautiful, bro. Just da, 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 get out. Just hopefully you don't get shot. That's why it's good to be now here in New Zealand. You don't... Yeah. Well, they, they <laughs> too are, much. You don't see it too yeah. much. Yeah. It's not as much, but it still happens. I, yeah, I guess that's why we enjoy it. Like, fighting like fighting out here in New Zealand is because we all, we all grew up um, feeling that, knowing mm. that feeling and, and enjoying it, brother. Yeah, because I was talking to uh, on the podcast that I did with um, Carlos, Mr. Carlos Alberg. Carlos Alberg. Yes. And yeah, he, yeah. And he, told, dogs? <laughs> and he told us some stories as well, you know, how there used to be like fight clubs in the day. You know, back yeah. in the day, you guys were just like a whole group of boys, probably friends, you know, brothers, yeah. friends, cousins, whatever. Even the school, they did that. And then everybody would just fight each other and, you know, yeah. then, then, you know, just fight. Yeah, it's cool. At lunchtime, we used to have this thing with the different size, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the east weight, side. Weight the, categories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to get inside in the circle back at Pinrose, at Pinrose High. Yeah, that was like around 2004 or 2005. Like every lunchtime, we get together, have a big circle, and they like, <laughs> It's like all the boys, do. and then we just call each other like yeah. one by one. But you, you can't, you can't get angry, bro. Yeah. So we call each other out of the circle, like, "Yo, I want this guy." And then they come out, blah, blah blah. As soon as someone starts bleeding, we stop. Yeah. And then we'll shake hands, move back, and then other two starts randomly calling. So I think it must have been like that for him as well. So yeah. we did it a lot growing up. It was good were, fun, bro. Were there like how how did so you basically <laughs> just fought till someone was bleeding? So there was no time limit. Nothing. No, no, no. It's just like, uh, oh, "Yo, yeah. Ali, come here." Yeah. yeah. And then you. If, if, if you say no, you gotta leave the circle. You can't come yeah. and chill out. So oh, you have to damn. step over. Then yeah. we just do what we do, and then yeah, yeah either someone says nah, I'm good, or stop bleeding or whatever, then stop it. Okay, change, Next. change, guys. Yeah, yeah it's good fun. It's good thirty minutes of just standing there. And <laughs> yeah, bro, and and it's um, what Carlos also shared with us. His story was um, when he uh, when when for his experience of when he first. Uh, came to the gym to train with Lolo and uh, he actually jumped I in and, uh, yeah. yeah and he said I think it was a sparring session or whatever and he came in and he sparred with you and uh, yeah, I remember sparring with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 Carlos Oberg is bad I first met him in the North Shore Olympic thingy I forgot what it's called with the big center where so it was me him and a guy named David Alowa. Uh, okay. he, he was a boxer he still is a boxer now he's down in Hamilton but um, that's where I first met them. And I thought, oh, shit, who's this pretty guy? Like, coming to doing all this training and shit. You know what I mean? He was, he was ripped. Mm. Like, he looks good. Then, From then, rugby. Yeah, and all, like, whatever it was he was doing before. And then I met David. And then we started sparring, I think, that week. So when Carlos came, he was more of a long. But he understood the game so good that after a week, or he learned it, like, real well. After a week, like, he started picking up guys, like, even me, that 
that he was getting him just a week before. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and it's good to see everyone. It's fast. He's a fast learner. He is. He is a fast learner, bro. He's good. Um. So, Hemi, before you, you know, like you started boxing and all that, um, were you like into sports and uh, all of that? Um, I I played everything under the sun except for combat, like stuff. Mm. I never did any boxing, kickboxing. Like I played rugby for almost everywhere. No, Auckland played a little bit of league. I only played league for one team. That was um, Ellsley Eagles. That was like just for a year. It was good fun. I've done done a bit of tennis, squash, all that. Mm. I done everything, bro. Then except, I accept combat. Damn. And then yeah. when I did combat, finally I finally got into it, bro. I got hooked. I got hooked. Just learning a jab, bro. Like I was taught how to throw. Like like instead of just going, nah. mm. I was up straight, just a proper jab. And from there, I was like, what the fuck? I'm surprised I didn't do this like years ago. Mm. Yeah. But and it's it's also what's what's interesting is um, well not only yourself but like like junior. Um, you guys started training at a gym yeah. that usually has a lot of kickboxers. And you guys, yeah. just, uh, you know, stuck on to just boxing. I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know kickboxing was a real thing, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I thought it was just the movies that, you know, what I mean, the, the flying backflip kicks mm. and all that. And then I got into the gym. I didn't meet Junior until a few months after I started boxing. And um, yeah, there was a few boxers, and but mostly kickboxers, and and there's them who I watched and learned, picked up a lot of the the basics from. And now it was good. Were you not uh, like tempted to get into kickboxing and like compete in kickboxing? After I first uh, first guy I seen throw a kick was Mika Madiafulu. He was a fighter out of BRG as well. Mm. And the first time I seen him throw a kick, I was like, "Shit, I need to learn how to like to do that." And yeah, fortunately enough, I got Lola had to Lola didn't have to, but I mean, he taught us kicking. I think 2015 is when I finally learned to kick. Really? Yeah, right. Once I got that leg up, I was like, "Bruh, this is, this is so good. Everything about it, just striking. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy the wrestling in that, but like different, like not together as like striking different from all the wrestling, the grappling stuff. You know what I mean? So when uh, when you started with uh, training with Lolo uh, at uh, Balmoral, and uh, how long after you got into boxing did you start like competing and all that? I think I had my, so in 2012, I started training like early around Feb. So I think after almost a year, 2013, I had my first, um, it was a corporate fight out of Mangri. It was at a Mangri Tavern. Uh, I won that one. And from there, I was like, oh, I just wanted to get in there and just just have a little play, like see, like fighting, what it's like fighting inside, like actual ring, like control environment. And I enjoyed it, bro. Like I wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to just go pro after... I wanted to do amateurs first for Tonga. I wanted to fight mm. I wanted to fight for Tonga at some stage. But then after that first fight, Junior was already here. He was still representing um, Tonga as well. I didn't want to have to fight him. I didn't want to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> at that time, I didn't want to get beat up from him. So I was like, you know what? I'll go pro and give it a go. Like, mm. like might as well. Was that... It's, what's interesting as well, it's like your story is connected to a lot of the guys... And uh, Junior actually told us about his story of he at that period he was out of boxing like he 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 was competing for Tonga for a while and yeah. then he he went away from boxing for a bit and then yeah. was when your if I'm not wrong he said when you were getting ready for your pro fight yeah and Lolo was like hey uh, Hemi needs a training partner sparring partner can you come back and train with him 
and, and after he, did, he came back yeah he came back was to help you yeah uh, for your profile and i think it, um whatever it was i'm glad he came back and did it bro like he he strictly came he was we talked then he was just like, oh, no, I just came to help, blah, blah, blah. And then after a few weeks, he's like, you know, I'm thinking about getting back in there. Eh? And I'm like, why not do it, bro? So we all started at BLG. I think 2014, we, late 2013, we went to, we moved from our west to the city. In the city, it was uh, called Motown. But we're still BLG, but we we are there under that space. Mm. And it was a guy named uh, Mawson. And he he ran the, the gym there. And it's from there. After that, that's when everyone, like, like like junior, like, you know what I mean? Like he did. I'm not sure what he wanted to do, and then some other guys that I first met like disappeared, and then we all came back together, 2015, and that was at City Boxing, not far from mm. from um, where we at now. That was when Huge uh, and Doug started there. That's where I met Doug. Mm. I think I uh, started there. What they started the, their own gym. City boxing. Uh, I think they had city kick. Oh, uh, city boxing was different from city kickboxing. Was city kickboxing oh. was, was probably there like a long time before mm. city boxing. City boxing was just boxing, so just more kickboxing. Mm. And um, yeah, that's why everyone came back. Junior came back. He went pro. Um, yeah, like Carlos. Carlos was over there, and it's funny, bro. Like even after city boxing, we split again, and then everybody that I've come across from the at the beginning of like all the bucket boys and all them mm. that I've come across uh, when I started boxing, we're all under one roof now, you know what I mean? It's like, so we're doing our journeys and shit, but we we still ended up, we didn't plan it, but we all ended up like where Back we are in now. the same space, yeah. Yeah, we're all under one roof again. So it's, it's good fun to see. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that, mu that must have been like, but it's, would you say it's like, a, it's a small community? Like it's a... It's small, bro, it is. It, when you think about it, like the fighting community in, in New Zealand is it's very interconnected, you know, like yeah. you know him and he knows him and then the, I think it's not just the fighting community, brother. It's just New Zealand in general. It's <laughs> it's small. So I I could walk to Hamilton and get there in like a few hours and I'd see someone that I's I've seen on my way there, you know what I mean? Like mm. <laughs> True. 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 Yeah, I think it's more the country is small, but it's it's a tight. It is tight knit. Like mm. any combat, like the wrestlers, the jiu-jitsu in New Zealand, they're, they're, everyone's all tight. They're like keeping an eye out on on each other, seeing who they have. To yeah, probably compete with. Probably like the you know just when uh, obviously when Junior came back to help you and you know it's it's ignited that spark for him to start competing and so you guys started on your pro, well sort of started your pro journey yeah. together. We did, brother. We did. I think his. His first fight, we all went down to Taranaki to watch. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like a few of the boys all fought down on their card. We got to watch it, and from there, it just it just started building. And now uh, where we are now, mm, man, that's pretty yeah. that's pretty impressive. And then you know, leading up to probably the biggest fight show that both of you have had recently, yeah. which we will get to in a while. But um, uh, sorry, just to take it back to that. Uh, um, you know, when you were saying, uh, when you met uh, Doug, Doug and Huge, as when you guys went to City yeah. Kickboxing now. So, um, when when was that uh, when you guys decided to move to City Kickboxing with Doug and Huge? Um, I met Doug and Eugene. I've seen Eugene around. like At Bamora. Yeah, like yeah. just come in and have like quick conversations and leave. 
Doug came and did a bit of training with us in 2015. I think he was going to make a comeback. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that one. He got injured, so they they canned the fight. When but, he was competing in uh, but I moved K1? Up. Yeah. Yep. No, nah, I wasn't K1. It was, it was just a, a fight show in, in China that he wanted to mm. to get over there and, and do it. But I think 2000... Oh, shit, time's fast, bro. Damn. 2018. Late wow. 2018, I moved over to, to CKB. Um, we were... I was just at BLG still before that. Um, yeah, we... There was... Everyone, everyone just moved. Everyone had, you know what I mean? Like uh, after, after a bit, after a bit of time being there, you know, you, you learn what you had to learn, and it's, it's the hardest part to do was having to move on to to better things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not in a bad way, my yeah. man. Better things, just slowly to, to and, learn other things, and you yeah, know, but there's more well. to the game than you know what I mean than what you what you, you started seeing. Blah blah blah. If you're not if you're not open minded enough to take a step and and learn something apart from what you've been learning for years, then it's not for you, brother. But, mm. yeah. Then when I moved out in 2018, that was me, a few of the boys at the gym. Like, there's still fights now, crazy fighters, Sefo, you know, we have Gina G. Gina was a female fighter, one of the female fighters is on. You know, we had singing and, and everyone. When we got there, the bucket boys was already there doing their thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Carlos over there doing his thing. I got to meet Izzy. I'm a big fan of those guys, Z. And yeah, when I got, I think the happiest when I saw Kai, bro. I always thought Kai was a big fuck, like a big guy. You know what I mean? Then I met when him. He's, he's, <laughs> I met him. He's just solid. That's it. He's, he's not that big, but he's just solid. Yeah, I got to meet these fighters that I see on TV. They're right across the road from us, but we just see them on TV. You know what I mean? And it was good to train with them. They're real chill. Yeah, bro. And what's yeah. what's funny you mentioned about that? Like you know, you talk to. Izzy or Junior or whatever and all of them or even Carlos like they prom- they all say that Hemi is the hardest and heaviest puncher in the gym bro I don't know I'm not <laughs> I can slap okay G I'm not sure but hitting hard it's yeah the one thing I know about hitting hard is that it, it doesn't work if it doesn't land you know what I mean like yeah but I don't know about hitting hard Carlos has got a straight tool that'll put you to sleep like you know, a few of the boys got legs that'll Send you know other dimensions, so I don't know how I do squaring up with those guys. <laughs> but well, if it, that's what they say, like if it's straight boxing, like you know, everybody says that Hemi is the hardest puncher, bro. So I don't know. I'd like to think so. I'm alright. I know I'm alright. Right, <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, boys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, quite a quite an interesting uh, of journey, you know, with all the boys and. How you guys like came from, you know, different sports backgrounds and all that met, and then separated, met again, met again. separated, and then now all under yeah. one roof again. It is and now, yeah. It's 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 like we the warm up to the warm up we were talking about earlier. It's like we warmed up learning the basics, and then now we have some of the boys at UFC. It's like the biggest show in the world right now, and then now we got pro boxes, like you know, like Junior. We got Nube coming up. Mm. And he's a he's a boxing captain. If you didn't know that, Panube <laughs> Heru. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, we got some crazy, talent very very there. talented individual as well. Yeah, man. And hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. 
please don't forget to subscribe like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like and also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore ali underscore channel for instagram and on our facebook page at the ali channel we'll see you soon and i hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast yeah so fast forward to a couple of weeks uh five five or so weeks ago where you guys fought on probably the biggest event so far yeah. in your professional fighting careers man how was that how's that whole experience for you bro that was good fun now bro, i was I, I mean I, i don't know if um i told you yet but like i was sitting with uh, kevin kevin juice um we're sitting oh, yeah. way we were sitting way out in the back bro but um we we were sitting together and watching the fight and it was crazy bro like Because we were sitting like quite far up top. So you could see everything. Everything. Literally everything. And bro, like it was packed, bro. You know, heaps of people, huge arena. I think it was close well, to eight really over a thousand people. That, uh, I don't know how many people was over there watching, but I knew it was, um, it was like pretty packed in there. Bro, yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. I think I, good. I went to like search up the official numbers of the capacity. I think they, the gate was like eight, eight over a thousand people. Yeah. That was a hum. That's a lot, bro. That's I'm glad lot. I was on that night and not like the day after. After yeah, we man. had to get that shit locked down. Bro, talking about that, <laughs> kicking during the fights. Talking <laughs> about that, like man, the announcement or the uh, the alert that we all got on on our phones during was one of the during fights. your fight. Oh, it was during my one. It was during your oh, fight, yo. bro. It was in the middle of the of one of the rounds. I can't remember what round it was, but I don't know. I, that was what I was going to ask you. Did you realize that? No, 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 bro. Because no. when the alert came out, like, and then you and um, Julius Long were fighting, yeah. and then everybody just started like making noise, and they were starting to boo. Yeah, we, like, we 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 got alerted before my fight, like at the back, really? in the back, just as I was getting warmed oh, okay, up. Okay, by like official yeah, people. Yeah, like, those guys are like, oh. Blah blah blah. Lockdown at twelve or whatever it was. Like, yeah, oh, they probably okay. give the alert. I didn't know they first. called it again during my fight. So yeah, so they they yeah that's and then they the well everybody else got the alert on on our phones oh, and yeah. it was it, like right in smack, you know, in the middle of the round. The rounds. And everybody was like oh, booing and shit, and I was like, man, fuck! Like you're in the middle of your fight now, and you hear all this booing like yeah. shit. But you I probably even, you probably didn't hear, yeah, you didn't even, notice anything. You don't even notice it. You just. Well, every time I noticed was um, is Doug's like shadow. You know when you're fighting and you got like the view mm. on the side, the silhouette. You just, you just see Doug. You could hear his like... voice. Could you? Could you? <laughs> could, you could you hear? Could you hear him? Like amongst you know all that noise could you hear yeah, you, if you if you're if you're relaxed in the ring you can hear you can literally hear everything brother like like this this guy is separate from this guy and not this guy is separate but on uh, that one i could just hear him like calling out the shots mm. or what i could hear everything i could hear the guy on the other corner yelling out to julius long to to step back do that whole Hold, mm. hold, hold him up come well, oh, yo. uh, frame so you can hear when you're, yeah, when you're, <laughs> all that stuff and it's like oh yo but uh but yeah hey, what you start fighting bro you were just in the zone you're just in the zone you just yeah. you just try to just enjoy it bro how was that how was that whole experience for you man um but how, was that safe to say that was the biggest up. event you were fighting at like it probably was crowd and it probably was in terms of of me and me and Julius fighting was all right just us being there was was the blessing though you know what i mean that was just us being there was was pretty fun for me like just to, to fight next to 
actually, Junior, the best part about the fight was the build-up to it. Like, I'm talking about, like, the, the weeks of training before. Like, all the boys are just together, you know what I mean, doing the training, killing each other, giving sh- each other shit. And I think, to me, that was the best part. Like, once got up to fight day, fight week, I was just, like, just down. Everything just slowly coming down. And then got into the fight, exciting, blah, blah, blah. You kind of feel that adrenaline, that rush real quick. Then it goes away. It's like, uh, I don't know how to say it, brother. It's, this is like this for me, you know what I mean? Like mm. fighting. Yeah, I just want to get in there and see if I can get hurt. See if I can hurt the other guy. See how long he's going to take that hurt for. It's, if, yeah. it, if anything, man, what, what that guy was definitely, he was a tough, Julius Long, he was a tough fella. Oh, like he was, the shot, the he shot was. that you were putting on him, man, that would have put a lot of people down fast. <laughs> now he was good. He was good at playing it off, eh, brother? He was good at... Mm, he was that's a, the experience. Acting the experience. like he was not um, yeah, not injured yeah. or hurt. But um, would you also say, like, um, this is what me and Junior were talking about, was he laid on the ropes a lot, which probably helped him a lot to stay up. Oh, yeah. Like, we all knew he was going to be on the ropes. <laughs> um, yeah, just one... Like he definitely wasn't even half as fit as me. Like two was, bro. Yeah. You your gas tank was different, bro. You had like you had a, a gas tank energy for days, bro. People think I lie when I tell them I do twelve rounds. Like good, like <laughs> if they if they pick it up during the round, I can definitely pick it up more. You know what I mean? If they if they want to mm. do that, stay inside. I'll stay inside. If they want to box me, I'm sure I can outbox them if I wanted to. Like, but um, with Judas Long, yeah, he was just good at at being tough. And playing it off well, you know. So I remember. Yeah. I like him. It was good. He was good. He's good. Yeah, I remember we uh, we sat down. Uh, this was maybe a couple of weeks before the fight, bro. We sat down and we had a chat. And uh, you yeah. were telling me about uh, this was maybe even before the fight was announced, bro. I yeah. think so. Maybe even before the fight was announced. Your fight was announced. We sat down. We had a chat, and I remember you telling me this, man. He's like, man, they, I think most probably going to fight Julius Long again. Man, this time I'm yeah. gonna knock him out, bro. Yeah, I clearly remember you said that to me, bro. This time either, I'm gonna put him out. It was either break, like whoever was gonna be. Or like I was, I was really trying to see if I could break some of the ribs or like break the ice socket or something. I would enjoy that. With Julius Long, I didn't go too much to the body, but I was, I was being stupid. I was just doing head hunting. But I, I swore I heard his sockets there, so I was. <laughs> it's the only thing I was happy about. It was the two things I wanted to hurt was either break a rib or the face, mm. and the face looked pretty pretty hurt. So, uh, yeah, it looked good. pretty banged up, bro. That's definitely we can say that he. he looked... I'm a legit heavyweight, cause <laughs> I'm a legit heavyweight, exactly, man. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. And man, uh, was it, what round was it at? Was it round seven? Seven. Like 10 seconds left on that. On that last round. round. Bro, man, I kid yeah. you not. When you when you landed that hook and he went down like a fucking pine tree, bro. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. The crowd went wild, bro. His, his balance went first because he tried to hold on to me yeah. while, on the angle. So I, I just had to push him off. So while he was trying to get his balance back, I, I threw the head in that. I think that, that's what it is. He was off balance. Didn't see the punch. Oh. And then... Yeah, just pull him up. He went down like a sack yeah. of potatoes. That's <laughs> <laughs> good fun. That's good fun. That was crazy, man. But yeah. man, bro, the crowd. I tell you what, man. That 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 moment there, when the crowd went wild, bro. Yeah. That itself for me was an experience that was like, bro. It's bro. It's, bro it's, I'll tell you what the crazy, crazy thing is, bro. Ali. It's 
You feel it more when you're in the crowd than when you're fighting. When you're as a fighter, you, as soon as the fight's finished, like that, as soon as your your heart rate comes back down, it's just another, it's just another evening, eh, brother? It's just another evening, and then we came back out to watch Junior's fight. My adrenaline, right my, my adrenaline went higher than it was when I was fighting. <laughs> like when I was fighting, I was chill. When I came to watch Junior's fight, all in the back, like you're yo, more pumped. Yeah. This. yeah, you're more pumped when you're watching someone fight. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Damn, that I don't was know what it is. that was wild, man. Watching that, um, bro, that was crazy. We were we were just so stoked for you, bro. We was like. Man, we're just hoping this guy's gonna go down, bro. When is he gonna go down? He was not going down, and then he finally landed that one. And like what you said, yeah. like you know, ten seconds into the end of the round, people yeah. will be like, "Oh, it's coming to the end of the round." The end of the round. But then he went down, and that was it, bro. That was it. But yeah. I think what was what was crazy was there was one round, end of the round. He, um, you were walking back to your bro. Partner. That was like the third round, I think it was. Yeah, the fourth. And, and then he was like, I will just feel like I can just feel someone. You? I put on the ref or something. I don't pack. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like. <laughs> I don't know about him. Oh, and, uh, that one minute break that was. Doug, Doug was like, he went to pull you back, and Doug looked like he was probably going to beat Junior Slong up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Doug, what up? And Doug got in there, and Doug actually touched him. He what up, bro? Like, yeah, that was what I was thinking, yeah. bro. I was like, man, not a good move, but. Well, it just, I like Doug. Doug's got, got everyone's back like that, you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, Doug he, and Eugene. Bro. He, like, he probably would. If, 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 if shit were to have happened, he'll probably throw down. You he'll, know, be, like. he'll throw down before, <laughs> before the guys that's supposed to be throwing down. So. <laughs> but, but um, I like that about Doug. Eh? Mm. I like that about Doug. He yeah. has this, um, like, you, he has this thing with Doug. Like, I don't know how to put it, but like, put it, put it to you this way. If you are stuck, uh, if you if it's you and Doug, yeah, and then you got like twenty guys coming to like take your head off, I'll be happy Doug, to be right behind Doug, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like Doug yeah. is the sort of guy that you you know yeah. that he'll fight with you till the very yeah, end. Until it's done. Yeah. <laughs> then you get up and like brush it off like nothing happened. You know yeah. what I mean? Then you have then you carry on, carry on doing whatever. Was. Crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. that type of person, bro. bro. And uh, yeah, talk about Doug. He was an absolute warrior himself. You know, talk about his career he in was. fighting. He was as different, man. Like what he's accomplished in his life as well. And he is still doing. Yeah. Like he's probably took the uh the natural career path of like uh, you know, what his yeah. trainers like Lolo and all that did, you know, from fighting into coaching and that's sort of what he's his role is yeah. in now. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And you know, he's the thing what maybe one thing that um not a lot of people know a lot about the story of Doug because Doug is uh, not Doug, the kind Doug, of person uh, who, who's like out there or who's like, sh you know? No, he, he doesn't like to... He to doesn't, really, he, yeah. yeah. Even if it's something like a, like a good thing, like, oh, tell me one good thing about yourself. No, yeah, he won't say anything. <laughs> uh, he won't even say it. He's done so many. I think the best thing I enjoyed about his career is how he had like two or three boxing fights before he went and fought for like a boxing title or something like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like, rah. It's pretty yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um what was your what was your reactions like for the other boys' fights? Um, you know, well unfortunately the issue was like with yeah. Luve's fight, you know, the the judges like screwing up on the scorecards. 
And well, then, well, those those nut punches that um oh, that Nick Fruit. Oh man, the, the low, the low <laughs> blows. Double up, up on those nut those shots. Low blows, man. That was, man, it no, was, was clear cut, bro. Like, yeah, it was. It was. Just, I don't know. It's kind of half half. I watched Nube's one before before I got on. Was um like I knew Nube. Nube was a bit injured. He won't say it, but he he, he had an injury with his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then, but it was still good to see him get in there and and do what he did, even with that that shoulder he had. And Nick Nick's always a tough opponent to mm-hmm. to fight. Like everyone that he's fought is always having trouble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Trying trying to stand stand ground with him with Junior. And, and then um, you add the dirty, and then you add the dirty fighting as well. The dirty the fighting dirty as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that the ref didn't call the win on that night, but called mm-hmm. it up. I mean, they changed yeah, the, they changed the decision. It like, was that a week after? I, was, yeah. I think it was. Few days or something. Yeah, a few, few days. Yeah. The changes like it's never the same. It, Taking like, away that yeah, win from you. That like, win from you and giving it to you like afterwards. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was pretty shit with the Paco one. It could have went either way. Like if you if you're more into the aggressive side of things, just coming forward. Uh, Paco was doing that pretty well. I reckon Junior caught him counted him heaps of fucking times. Mm-hmm. Though, yeah, I thought he I thought Junior a lot of clean. Yeah, Junior would like slip, slip, bum, 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 hug. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. clinch, clinch, clinch into it. And then, so I guess it depends on how the judges went for it. Yeah, I'm, I was, I won't be biased, but I, I thought, I thought Junior won. <laughs> with a non-bias, with a non-bias thought ahead, bro. Like I thought Junior won that, won that one. Yeah, I didn't watch the fight again though. That was the thing. I didn't see the, the full fight again. Mm, yeah, I just, play, I just yeah. went with what I saw. So, yeah, that was it. But well, usually the best views is from the ringside views, right? Well, it is. It's, it is. It's, it's good to see, yeah. It's different, like um, you can feel the energies. Like every time before a jab, you can feel like the intention of every punch, like like a punch or kick. Being up close, as when well, you're up yeah. close, bro, it's like yo, this guy really wants to kill the other guy. Like you know what I mean? Mm. Some, yeah. When that when the results for for that one came out, like what what did you thought? You know what what were your thoughts then? You know, there was quite a big gap that they gave. You know, Parker the rounds. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't really have nothing to say against mm-hmm. uh, the judges and their judgment. <laughs> <laughs> the judges and their judgment. Yeah. No, no, I had no. I didn't really have any thought on it except disagree. That it's, was it. Yeah, that was the. I think this is the. I don't know what they looked at. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the sometimes the the you know the issue with uh, boxing judging and you know the scoring. Yeah. For the fights, yeah, it happens. It happens a lot, though. Eh? Bro, and in in it recent in recent times, there have been quite a few that have came up like that. Yeah, I think uh, offhand, uh, maybe the the most uh, craziest one to me uh, would probably be the uh, Lomachenko and uh, Teofimo Lopez fight. Like, Is Teofimo the guy that dropped him? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, did he get dropped? I think he got dropped one, maybe. Oh, he's the guy he lost to, or yeah, but like, I think they went oh, yeah, they went yeah. the full twelve rounds. But I think like there was one judge like gave 10, 10 rounds to to Teofimo Lopez or like man, bro, that was a close fight. Like yeah, yeah. I would say like if it went down, maybe like I you can't know, say I saw that one. I've seen that one, but yeah, when but, he went down, bro, you, you need you, that is probably one fight that you need to watch, bro. You watch like the full fight without. Sorry, I mean I might have spoiled spoiled it for you a little bit, but. You watch that full fight and then you watch the judges scoring after the fight. Bro, it's crazy, man. It's so far from what <laughs> the actual fight was. Like, 
you watch yeah, it. And there's so many fights like that that, that goes on. You, you can only get pissed off at it real quick and then just go, fucking crazy. Just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And like, you know, that's, I think that's like the, the, the fear sometimes with a lot of boxers is they, they, they're very fearful of the fight going to the scorecards. I guess at, at lighter weights and shit, it, it would be because mm-hmm. the judges would be like more. Yeah, I don't know what it is about judges, and I don't know if they get paid to give, you know what I mean? Or, to go the full. Yeah. The, or, well, this obviously, when you get to a certain level, fights are not paid by the minute. You uh, know what I mean? But would, would, it, would it be like in. This is, this is a rumor that I've heard. I don't know how true this is. But uh, in in some places, uh, they actually pay you by rounds. Is that true? Have you heard of this? I guess I guess it depends on the contracts, bro. Some some contracts will get sent to you and it says uh, you get paid like a hundred bucks a round or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's an example, like a hundred bucks a round, or sometimes it'll just be eight hundred bucks for eight round fight. It's pretty much the same shit, but uh, it just depends on what you're negotiating for. And, and all that stuff that's crazy and so okay we're talking about like contracts and management and all that so um, contracts yeah you know when you first started fighting obviously um, you know you didn't really have like a management and, and stuff like that no you not really just like, I didn't know what, what a management was I didn't know <laughs> as a free uh, agent you just fight and they get paid and get paid. I like just fighting and get paid and leave not, not being like uh Attached to anything. <laughs> so when when did you um, realize, like you know, hey, look, I'm at a certain level now. Yeah. I'm like a, you know, I've got to a certain level. I probably need to have all of that management, and you know, that was when you got yeah. like uh, our brothers Steve and JC from yes, uh, the onto 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 sports management. management. Yeah. Like when when did you realize there was a need for that? Man, I'm I'm still trying to realize fully, fully now. Like I'm like at eighty percent now. Eh? I'm still I'm still trying to understand and like, learn everything on that side of of the of the business of the business, bro. Because I don't know. Um, I think it was around probably two thousand eighteen. Like I kind of had a feeling, like because um, I went through the contracts that I was under. I was under before. I went I went through it with. Um, some of the boys, you know what I mean, and some some legit guys. And they'll say, well, this is like blah 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 this shit. So you if anything happens, like and it's on their on their end, you gotta pay for it. And if anything happens and it's on your end, you gotta pay for it still. Like it's it's like things like that. And then you know, like, oh shit, yo, but this like this the way they play with the words, I guess, and the legal and terms and the technicalities. The legal terms and being us like like um I'm pretty trusting on motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty trusting on them. So when it's given, I'm like, I'll, I'll look at them in the eye. And some of them tell, tell it to me straight. Some of them lie to me straight. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll give them benefit, benefit of the doubt. And then somewhere on the, along the line, bro, like when you're able to to, to crack it, they're, they're always there like, yo, look at this, look at this. But um, yeah, 2018, I kind of realized a little bit, like I got to be able to put more of me into what's in there, you know what I mean? Like on paper. Mm. So I think it's a mistake that some of us make. We just agree to everything and not not try to pull a bit of yourself in there. Like, you know what I mean? It's like just buy and sell, bro. Like it's a buy and sell. You gotta like give, buy and sell the same value. You can't drop like this. You can't be like this. It's gonna be close to each other. Um, And and how did you 
how did you um, uh, meet the guys that who you got um, like Steve, Steve, Steve Tapa, and JC, and yes, JC, yeah, Steve and they, JC, they were monsoon management. They're my managers, and I trained with them. I trained with them at BLG. They were over there with me for I don't know how long they were over there for, but they came trained. Um, I think Steve is a purple belt. Yeah, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Like jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I like to watch him train with uh, Steve Oliver on that. Yeah. Even now then I'll see him go train with Steve Oliver. But yeah, we just um talked about a few things. I couldn't do anything for for a while because of what I was under um before Steve and that. They kinda got me on the clear you know what I mean? They got the, me the, they the kinda contract. got me out of it. Oh yeah. They got me out of it because mm-hmm. the the cunt that had my name that I signed it over to was over in Oz, bro. And uh, yeah, it was, he was over in Oz. And he was not allowing me to do things from over there. You know mm. what I mean? So I just kind of like couldn't be bothered. Dude, I just wanted to fight. But then now I know how important paperwork and fighting is to each other. It's like it's like having a physio. Mm. It's like having a physio. You got to you gotta understand both, both sides of, of that shit. Cause that's where like you hear a lot about um well not a lot but um, <laughs> you know you have the odd occasion where um, some fellas some professional boxers are tied on to certain promoters or managers yeah and then who are not like helping them to advance in their career or they're kind of putting them un- in like in the back pockets you know, like, okay, yeah. I've got, now, for example, I've got, like, a few guys. I've got my money-making guys, and I've got this guy. Like, I want to I wanna push more of my money-making guy, because this guy's going to make me more money. So this one here, I'm kind of be like, ah, oh, we'll deal with him later, you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of, um, you hear some stories. Kind of like Hearns, cuz. You mean Hearns? <laughs> Put me on one of your shows, G. <laughs> <laughs> Matchroom boxing, heavy audio. He's ready to go, man. Ready to yo, go. Yo, yeah, like uh, you know, that would be like one of the, like you know, talking about Eddie Hearns. He's one of the more uh, transparent promoters. You know, yeah. like he, he, he has a very good reputation of looking after his fighters, man. He's, he's across the board just a good fucking businessman like yeah, bro, he's, a sweet, you know, he's, he's a fucking intelligent businessman yeah man. bro like he you beats know, everyone on, his, on the tables though. you know you have fellas like you know the corn man's like don king the don king of boxing yeah. you know like those guys and then um you know of i can say now i can safely say like okay so you have the mma world yep. and you have dana white so everybody knows dana white is like he's the king of the mma world right and in this current times, I would say the king of the boxing world is Eddie Hearn, bro. I would say the king of the boxing world right no, now. Is Eddie I don't Hearn. think so too. I don't think there's like any other. It was his father. It was his father who's yeah. like started the business and all that. But like he's kind of taken over and brought it to like different levels, you know, as a promoter. Look, look at the fighters he's holding on to right now, bro. No, like, it's stable. It's crazy. Yeah. And like you know, people say Bob Arum, but. Man, let's be honest. Like Bob Arum's getting old, yeah, bro. I don't know too much about his. And all I know about him is uh, the Mayweather part. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was it. Uh, yeah, but like uh, El Heyman, I mean, you've heard some yeah. stuff about El Heyman who looks after yeah. his fighters, um, like the Charlo brothers. Like you know, they were making seven digits even before they fought on pay per view. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So you're probably getting looked after if you're getting seven digits before you before fight pay per view. That's 
something's right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like. Everyone's doing something right. Exactly, man. Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. The other one was uh, talking about Bob Aram was, um, well, you probably know who Terence Crawford is. And yeah. there was one fight uh, after Terence Crawford's fight. Uh, Bob Aram said some really stupid comments about like, you know, uh, he's he's like sort of complaining about spending money to promote Terence Crawford. And I was like, what do you mean, bro? Terence Crawford is like probably at the moment one of the pound for pound. He, he wouldn't have to sell too much to Bro, to exactly. Sell, sell like, the, the, you... It doesn't matter if you're spending money to promote this guy. Yeah. This guy is generating so much money for you, man. Like, what do you mean? You know? Like whatever he puts in, he is nothing compared to what um, Crawford will be bringing. Bringing, in, so. exactly, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, there's and a few promoters like that that's kind of like fearful of... It's like investments anyway, bro. Like kind of fearful of how you want to go, how far you want to go with mm. this guy, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like you know, and and this is the the boxing politics. I think this that's like the other problem between the certain promoters. Like you know, they don't want to negotiate with this guy. This guy doesn't want to work with that guy, and then that's where uh, you have problems in boxing where the best are not fighting the best because yeah, of stuff like that. It comes around like once of fucking every five years. Yeah, years and talking about like talking about that, we probably um sitting on the sitting on the fence of the one of the biggest heavyweight fights in history soon is the and, uh, AJ and the Fury fight, yeah. bro. Man, that's going to be an interesting fight. Who do you who do you got on that one? Fucking Fury, brother. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I always thought Wilder. I thought when they first fought, I thought Wilder would have had on me. I was, I was going for Wilder on that, that first fight. And then he lost. In the second one, I thought Wilder would come up with something new. Mm. But I was actually Fury that comes up, so it's... Is that is absolutely it's scary new. to see his skill, his his stamina as a big dude, his endurance as a big guy. Um, he's Fury, a big bro. guy. He's a uh, big he holds guy, it. He man. wears it well, bro. Like he wears his weight and his movements and shit well, it's, which makes it enjoyable to watch. I mean, like, oh, Very it's gonna be a big yeah. one. I'm going for Fury on this one against Joshua, bro. Like, the... uh, Joshua have good good tools and skills coming up. Mm. But he he won't want to go to the end like Fury does. Like you can tell. On just I don't know. I, I feel I feel like um, I think. Okay, okay, this my what I think is like AJ. He has handled adversity, you know, yeah. with that loss that he took against Ruiz. And I look at that, and how he came back from that fight, and what yeah. he did after that. Everybody can like okay. Put it this way: everybody can fight and they can win. They can be a champion. You know, they can go undefeated. Yeah. Like for example, let's say Deontay Wilder. You know, he was knocking dudes out all his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when he took that loss to Fury, like it was a very different guy that it came was, out. It was different. That came know? out. And then you look at AJ, how he handled that loss and how he came back from that loss, bro. 
And we put a, a similar yeah. example to someone around us right now, I would say would be like Israel. Israel has had losses before in his career. He's had losses in his boxing. He's had losses in kickboxing. And the, the times that he comes back after a loss or after like a tough fight, he's just like gone up levels, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? He, he does. He does go levels. Yeah. So when when I was looking at AJ, you know, and like his experience taking that loss with yeah. Ruiz, you know, having that fight stop, and when he came back after that, he just put on a boxing masterclass and boxed Ruiz for twelve rounds straight. He won. Yeah, he I would did, say he, he won probably. I would say he won every single round. Oh, he probably yeah. did. You know he what I mean? Probably did, bro. <laughs> but Fury is a different. Fury is one is his boxing skill. Skill, is, yeah, no doubt. It's yeah, probably mm. it's probably just a little bit above. I give him that, like at least his, a little bit above Joshua in terms of um, style, fighting, fighting through IQ. Would you say IQ? His style? IQ, his IQ is high, bro. He can be rough if he wants. I didn't know he, he can be rough yeah. if he wants until that second fight. The second like, fight, Wilder. I don't yeah. think Joshua would like to get roughed up for too long. Like, mm. yeah, but we'll have to see on that one. Eh? Uh, they, they have a boxing fight I think period are boxing they try to go in and get wild just stay hard on the inside like Ooh. I think I think Fury will, will hold that down easy like like Fury's, Fury looks like the type of guy that's ready to just go at any time like put it okay put it this way like if you if you had to face uh, Tyson Fury what kind of tactic would you be using what would be the best way to approach a fight with Tyson How Fury how would I fight Tyson Fury I'd probably throw a lot of bullshit ass jabs. <laughs> make my one inside and and get him to use told people tactics like drop the weight on me, get him to do all these comfortable things that that big people like to do the smaller guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that they think that they can do the smaller guys all the time. So I'll probably just yeah. I yeah. know I know jab is the jab ratio is gonna be up there like <laughs> Yeah, man. And and talking about like fighting with heavier guys, like Bro, one one yeah. of the craziest fights that I saw of yours was when you fight um the bro uh, Conrad was his name Conrad Lamb Conrad Lamb what's up Conrad yeah, <laughs> bro he was a huge fella man yeah he... when you look back at that fight man this guy was like probably three two three times your size bro was he nah probably, let's say two three maybe one and a half maybe one and a half times well, he was huge man. <laughs> Yeah, bro, I met him. I met uh, Conrad Lamb with his uncle Gus back in 2015 at City Boxing. He came in. He was he was like 140 kgs. He's uh he, he's like a legit like a athlete. Like not not anymore. Not until yeah. I when I fought him, he was like <laughs> almost 200 kgs. Like but he was like 140 of just just big like fucking salmon, big salmon mm. gun, just doing his thing. He knew how to pro, he knew how to box. He did a lot of things well. And then when I got ready to fight him. Yeah, I heard he was like almost 200 kgs. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but he was a legit. When I met him, he, he was a legit athlete, bro. He, like, yeah. He probably just uh, yeah. like, He was always a big guy. He was always a big guy. Yeah, but I think he had injuries like with his Man, knees how, and, and shit. What was uh, um, that last fight with Julius Long? What weight did Julius Long come in at? I, don't know, I think it was like 140 maybe. Or Man, that's still yeah. pretty heavy. And how, how, how heavy like, did you come in on that one? I think I'm like 105. 105? Man, that's like 40 kilos extra. And he was like, uh, was was he, he was, he was putting his weight if, a lot on you. No, nah, he wasn't that heavy. He yeah. was not that heavy. 
Like it's well, that's because people don't know you train with a twenty a twenty kilo vest. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was alright. It's I don't know it's different. If 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 um if Julius Long was, I reckon he he seems to be like the guy that would be around 115, 120 kgs and and real fit. Like that's his weight. That one hundred forty, maybe sixty of that was untrained. You know, it was an untrained like weight. It's different, you know, like you're carrying uh, excess weight, yeah. Yeah, you're carrying a lot of weight that bullshit you, you don't use. Yeah, yeah. you know, it doesn't help you. It's probably yeah. slowing you down. It slows you down. Yeah, I'm always I was been a big guy, bro. Like when I was, I used to play for Carlton Grammar, and at how old was I? I think at 16, I was already like 90k, like 90 close to 100. Wow. Around that at that age, no, yeah. I was. Oh no, I was 17. When I left New Zealand, I went overseas. I was 125, 26. Oof. At 17 years old, bro. Wow. Like, I, I was heavy. I was, but I, I was fucking quick, bro. Like, I was one of those fat guys that could, not fat, just big. Those mm. big dudes. Mess. That, they, yeah. they go bounce around easy. Cause I don't know what it was. Jacked up. Probably a lot of, <laughs> just a lot of natural, horse. Is it all the horse meat? It's all the horse and the tarot, like, <laughs> They they get forced to eat growing up maybe <laughs> yeah bro then I went overseas uh, for like a month I came back I was ninety one kgs wow yeah ninety one kgs and then from dropped there, all that weight yeah it was just from just all the weather eh? but then I believe that all whatever all the size in there is just just was like this can mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, this bro. can bro yeah, yeah. And, I, I was uh, always big so. Uh, but when when you were coming up in fighting and all that, when you're learning back in the early days, who did you take like examples from, or where where did you take like your style from, bro? Who were some of the fighters that you kind of emulated? But like it was always David Tour. It was always David Tour. Then I learned about Tyson after him. Like I like this movement. It's the reason why I try not to because he's oh yo it's the Tom Tyson. I don't fucking like that shit. So. One it would be disrespectful to Tyson because I don't I don't do it pull it off like a hundred percent and two was yeah some other stuff uh, so I had to try and and change it so everything that I've seen and learned and understood over the years like the last few whatever years I've been training it's I try to make it into just do like just be like me you know what I mean mm. your, own style. Style, your like own style your own flow own style like if I had to do it like Im- imitate Tyson I probably could imitate him but I can't. I can never be him. You yeah. Mean? So yeah, you never be a hundred percent of. But by doing all these different styles of fighting, bro, you have an understanding of, of body movement. You know what I mean? So if you're doing like a like a Tyson uppercut, and you you gotta be tight knees, gotta, your elbows gonna come out to where your knees is at, and boom, like so you understand that fundamental. Whereas in a a, a taller fighter type of uppercut will be longer, more open, boom. And how do you generate blah blah blah? From that, so that's the martial arts part of boxing, bro. Mm. Is understanding. I could talk about fighting all day. Uh, and even like you know, uh, we 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 have had this conversation before where we sat down and we just talked about it and how yeah. like the other one would be, for example, like just that that flinching, you know, or that very small movement, but that jerking, it's what like, that generates as well. It's like, like a one inch punch all over your body, bro. Like you don't have to focus. Like ah, you don't have to do like. Like get in a position where you can only do it from this. It's just understanding movement as a fighter. And Izzy does that well. Blood Diamond, what's up, cuz? Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond is the best example of that. <laughs> like he could hit you from here, like this short. 
or he'll be all the way back here, like, like, because he understands the moments. Mm. He it just comes off like cool when you watch it. You know what I mean? And he does stuff like he he's a he has his like awkward style. He does. He does. You don't know what's gonna come. It's random. It's like, <laughs> I think Doug played about it. Like David, the boys play about it by saying that he doesn't know what he's gonna throw. <laughs> and I, and I, I believe that, bro. I believe that it just comes up. He's in, the, he's in his flow. He know, is, bro. He's just, just like it's a state. Body, I don't know what that state is yet. His body I mean. has a mind on his own. Yeah, bro, that's bad. That is bad. It's it's, it's different levels to it, and yeah. it's wild, man. That guy is wild. There's so many styles in in boxing, but it's always they always come out to the the leg stance. that are always it's always the same. You know what I mean? Like, mm. what do you what do you think? So obviously, like. At City Kickboxing, we have a, a huge team of, of boxers, kickboxers, MMA fighters, different styles, different, you know, uh, weights and all that. Do you think that uh, benefits you in terms of, like, uh, boxing? You know, fighting people from I, different... I think it benefits anyone that wants to, like, up their game. I know they say, like, oh, MMA fighters can't teach boxers this or boxers can't teach a kickboxer this. But it's it's the same principle pulling to any anything that you gotta where you gotta like fight, it's it's the same principles like like a wrestling jab will be like a grab and it's going boom like that use that shoulder bump that's probably to me I think that it looks like a jab but it's but a grapple grapple jab you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's even a thing like it it goes hand in hand bro you learn so many things so when boxers have feints it's a lot different than seeing kickboxers faint you know what I mean because kickboxers will have like 10, 10 things with the different um the movements, the looks, the legs, mm. you know, everything. Whereas in boxing, you can use you can take it as a boxer if you want and use those feints like to your advantage if you find out how. Like, you know what I mean? Like faint your hips. No one's gonna think you're gonna kick in boxing, but they might just react. You know what I mean? <laughs> they might just react. So there's so many things you can learn from it's fighting, you know what I mean? It's fighting, not just like boxing, not just mm. mixed martial arts or just yeah, it's everything together, bro. It's good. And that's uh yeah, that's pretty yeah, you know think about it. It's it's just infinite, like it's infinite. It's infinite, that is true, bro. That's infinite the word, knowledge, <laughs> right? And it it's crazy how that's the, a, a lot of like you know, like professionals will talk about it as well. Is the moment you think that you know everything, you're probably in trouble. Probably you probably are in trouble if you start thinking that, that way, bro. <laughs> you know, you can't, you, every day if you go into the gym, like there's always two things like you'll pick up, like oh shit, like like little things. Mm-hmm. You know, once you train like a little bit, you're able to add those little things to like the missing like pieces. pieces of, yeah, yeah, they're like missing pieces. When you're learning, you just pick, oh shit, you know. But it never stops that that line of missing pieces just goes uh, no end, bro. So you just slow y'all yo. You see, a, like a kind of elbow is going in a weird direction. You want to know how that shit works, mm-hmm. why it works, how it's supposed to happen, blah blah blah. Um, Hemi, on all for all the fights that you've had so far in your boxing career, which one <coughs> would you say would have been like your toughest challenge? Boxing. Mm. Uh, well, when I first got dropped, there was uh, Alapati Asa was his name, mm. a guy from. Guy from Samoa, he came. Um, it wasn't. It was the tough thing about it was, was that that short feeling of embarrassment when he dropped me. I was like, oh fuck! I looked over to the corner. I saw Lolo like, 
getting rowdy. Like I was, I was ready to go again, but it's just that feeling of, of oh shit, did I just get dropped? Like I, I learned real quick to get over that, like um, that feeling of, yeah. But he was and the toughest one. Feeling embarrassed or like embarrassed when I got up, I was like, oh, yeah. like I still, I still finished the fight like with that, with that. Oh shit, I better finish it because it's some funny shit. And I want to look like an idiot. Or whatever it is, but after that, uh, was that, that was it like pressure in your head, constantly like shit? I've got to up my performance like, because I've taken that drop. Or well, I didn't even I didn't even think about up in performance. I was just thinking about oh shit, Lola's gonna kick my ass. Like, oh, like, 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 oh shit, <laughs> like I was more like that kind of thing. Like yeah, I didn't feel I didn't think about the other guy. I just saw him. I was like. Yeah, it's more about letting. For me, it was more letting the guys in the corner down. You know what I mean? And the coach. Mm. So, but he was a he. He knew how to punch. Like he, you know, everything was turned into that short left hook that he caught me with. I like catching people with those. But he, I got caught with it with um Asa, and it got me right on the temple. And it's the first time I felt the shock of getting hit on the temple. Just run mm. down your body, bro. You just feel like a. <laughs> so and then you, the lose, real you lose sensation. And sensation like, on one side. So I lost that for like a second. I tried to get back up, and then I got clipped twice. I think, yeah, I got clipped twice again while I, on my way up. Yeah, and I was just like, "Fuck this embarrassing shit!" Like, <laughs> but, but he was the toughest guy I fought, like in the ring. Mm. In but, the ring. but thank goodness, like uh, you lost sensation, but you didn't get like knocked up. Like you know what I mean? That, no, I was just that, like, "Whoa!" What the yeah, hell is this? it's just it's just like the electric shock kind of yeah, thing. Like, oh. I like those feelings. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I like the feeling of getting hurt. Like all the boys said, "This is have all the fighters." <laughs> I'm sure all the fighters will say it. Like it's it's a feeling about being hurt. And being able to to hurt the other guy while you hurt, and then you then you guys come to like a like a standstill where you guys are both hurt. Whoever wants to keep going is, is I like that feeling of, of the one who's got the. I like being taking the deep. I don't swim well, but I like being taken the deep waters, eh, bro? Yeah, but no one's done it to me too much, so I gotta. I need to get beat up with some bigger guys. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I need to get beat up from some bigger guys. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, ah, uh, yeah. I got heaps of shit to prove, eh? Yeah. Ideal, in the ideal world now, if you could choose anybody you could fight next, Ooh. who would you Who would you want to have on the chopping well, block? One guy I want to fight, like I've thought about him for a few months, like I really want to fight him, like mm-hmm. it's Tony Yoka, bro. He's a uh, French, he's a French yes, boxer. French bro. heavyweight boxer, yeah. He's like 6'8", he's 6'7", uh, however fucking he's tall like he is. He's a tall dude. I think he's like, Beautiful boxer, Junior, bro. Junior's height, maybe? Nah, I think he's a lot taller than Junior. Yeah, beautiful boxer, like, jabs are on. That tool is fucking dangerous. Like, I, I want to be put in danger and see if I can get him in, into the same situation. I mean, like, I want to fight that guy, Tony Oka. He's, I think he's number 10 or 11 in the world right now. People, not too many people talking about him. We were, yeah, um, I, well, I, know, I know about Tony Oka, um, well, maybe because I know a little bit oh, more yeah, boxing, okay. but um, he's apparently like building up his name, bro. And um, we bro, just he's checked. Dangerous. In. We he's just, dangerous. He's dangerous. He's a very dangerous. I'd love to have a fight Olympic medalist. Uh, in the twenty, I think it was uh, the twenty sixteen Olympic. Yeah, he was an Olympic medalist. I don't know, but he, he had a few hundred, uh, a few hundred fights. Yeah, I think um, quite a, quite a few in his amateur amateurs, uh, yeah. background. He has quite a few fights, and um, we well, we just recently checked it. 
the WBO rankings, he's ranked number 15 now. Oh, he's 15? Yeah, talking about the WBO rankings yeah. as well, like what pissed me off was uh, when I was on that last one with uh, Junior and we actually checked the rankings and Junior was ranked number six. And after he had that, uh, there's a last fight, he was off, completely off. Oh, bro, I saw that one. I was talking to him about it. I was like, I how was the fuck like, that work? He, yeah, like, he went under me, brother. I was like, that's that's a massive drop. Like, yeah, like, what the heck? What What do you mean? How could that, you know, Parker, because Parker was ranked like, you know, top uh, yeah. uh, five or top 10 or whatever. And then he was number six. And then just that one loss and he just like, I'm like what are you? How does it work? I have no idea, bro. Like, speaking of Parker, he's fighting Jazora next week. And Jazora has, like, had, like, 10, 11 losses. Yeah. And he's number 10 or 11 or something. Like, but you know what, what like, I think, though, he's about... He's in top 15. What, what about that? What I think about that fight, though, Chizora is the money fight for him. Because in the UK, Chizora is, like, quite a big name in the UK. He's got quite a following. People love to watch Chizora oh, because... Following, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about... At the end of the day, it's about, like, seats... And tickets yourself, yeah. right? You know, how many people are buying the pay-per-view to watch you fight? And in the UK, man, like he pulls big numbers, bro. Um, he's a he's a he's a country favorite, you know. He oh, always, yeah. you know, you know how when he always comes out, yeah, he like, always like comes out with the UK yeah. bandana, he comes out with the flag, and they'll Just put on the uh, sweet Caroline and you know, like all that sort of stuff. And like he's a, 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 a like a country boy, you know, and that's why they love him, bro. And he he always bangs. Like, look at that last fight that uh, Chizora had with Yusik, bro. He was, was swinging. Bro, he was swinging, man. Like, everything was 110, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, it was crazy. Like, everybody thought that Yusik was going to put him out or take him out early. Yeah. And Yusik went the full fight. Um, sorry, um, they both went with the, the full the fight. Chizora actually hurt Yusik a few times. A few times. Those right you know hooks. I mean? Those right hooks. Those hooks are... Yeah, you can't... I don't know what it is. Yusik is a fucking good boxer. I thought he would have he would have mopped the floor with Chizora too. Mm, that's what but we thought as well. He couldn't deal with the... The weight. The pressure. Just the pressure. Just, Ooh, wow, we. But yeah, one, thing, one thing we can say though is like... Um, Chizora was working hard for that fight. Yeah, he, he works. He does work. He I like... I like hard. You know, and... Yeah. What was... Um, I don't. I, I was talking to Junior about this as well. Was like he has a new camp now. Like he trains with a new bunch of fellas, and he trains with MMA fighters as well, bro. He oh, trains yeah. with uh, Michael Venom Page, oh, who fights yeah, for Bellator. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've seen a bit very of... like karate ish style. You know, the ninja. awkward, yeah, yeah like those sort of stuff. So like he's seen a few things, you know, like yeah. awkward, place. awkward styles and stuff like that. So. Man, who knows what he's gonna pull up for this fight with uh, Parker? Parker, what do you what do you think? I asked. I think, we, we I think asked Parker's Junior. gonna jab the shit out of him. <laughs> I think Parker's gonna jab him and then <laughs> just yeah. Once he gets the chance, he's gonna probably like a ten punch combo. With four of us gonna land and put him up. I think <laughs> I think that's how it's gonna go down. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but um, okay. So you'd say ideal fight for you would be Tony Yoka. But that's oh, I, I would love to I, fight him, bro. I, I would love to feel the that presence of because just watching his highlights and everything, he's he's bad, right? He's bad when he gets very in there. He's a very talented kid, and man. Yeah, I wanna I wanna be then in Test the presence yourself, in man. the presence of a bad cunt, you know what I mean? Like a bad motherfucker doing his thing, like like Tony. And he's still young, you know what I mean? He's, he's young, bro. He's, he's young, young, so I'll yeah, I'd love to get in there with Tony, bro, but it'll probably cost a lot of money. It'll probably cost a lot of money to fight Tony. Yeah, that'll be an interesting, <laughs> interesting way to have. Oh man, 
But um, okay, like that's well, we talk about like you know, idea world. Yeah. If you could get what we want, but um, what's in the what's in the the works for you right now? Um, have you got anyone lined up uh, next for you? Or I think we, me and Junior. I think Junior may if if he is, I'm not too sure. I haven't talked to him about a week or two. And um, if he is gonna be fighting in July, I might be wherever it is gonna be. I might be there, be an undercard for uh, the junior, whoever it is. Yeah, so it might be around July. Might be around July. I gotta start fucking stretching again and all that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? um, Do you think uh, it'll be with uh, with this bubble with Australia? Probably a fighting an Australian opponent or do you think it's going to be like in the UK oh I saw US? the Dempsey McKean fight I think it was Dempsey McKean he, he fought he's another heavyweight over in Oz he mm. fought someone like a few weeks ago but yeah did pretty well I won't, did I won't, you see the yeah. uh, the recent one um, Paul Gillen actually stopped uh, Lucas Brown nah I, yeah he stopped Lucas Brown bro Paul Gillen Paul Gillen everyone ah, looking past Paul Gillen yeah I knew about I think the build-up was it was after Paul Gallen fought Mark Hunt. Wow. I, I've seen um, uh, Lucas Brown calling him out a little bit. I didn't know the fight went down. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't know it went just down. recently, and he stopped Lucas Brown. So, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gallen, he, yeah, he's he's underrated. I told you, I told you earlier mm-hmm. when I first um, yeah seen him fight live was against Bodine. It was mm-hmm. Bodine Thompson? Bodine Thompson. Yeah. Hey guys, stop letting your body go on in pain and feeling sore all the time, man. Start putting some deposits in your health bank and take care of your vessel. Go get yourself an amazing massage gun from Sharpen Recovery. It's a very affordable and lasts a long time. Highly recommend it. It probably costs less than five meals outside and definitely cheaper than a pair of shoes. Instead of getting something that's going to be on your feet, why not get this massage gun to massage those feet and legs? Go to sharpenedrecovery.com and use the code ALICHANNEL for 20% off your guns. Yes, 20%. You can thank me later. So what are you waiting for, guys? Go get yourself some amazing gear. When did, that, when did that one happen? Uh, Paul Gallen and Bodin Thompson. I think that one was 2015. I think it was 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, is when we got to meet Bodin and Monty Beatham came from. Like, these these athletes are legit. They make they switch over real good. Like real, from especially, rugby um, to from boxing. Rugby. Yeah, to combat sports. To combat. Because um, Monty, every time I see him, I always see him as a boxer, not a league player. I, I never knew Monty as a... Uh, as a Warriors uh, player coming up, I, I was didn't really watch the league too much. And then I've seen him boxing. Well, yo, and now every time I see him, it's always just Monty the boxer. Eh? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't not the rugby player or any of that stuff. And now he's in the. But and, he's crazy fit, bro. His work he ethic is, is and crazy. Even, even now, like after he's retired from fighting, and even like you know, well, he he does you know his gym and all that. Maybe that's why he's really fit, but he just, he just looks training. like a guy. Yeah, he just looks he like a, like a guy who always trains, disciplined, yeah. watches what he eats. And yeah, last time I trained with him was a few years ago. He came, oh, he he came back from Samoa and asked him how how his trip was. He goes, brother, I just I'm just getting fat out there, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, this guy finished training, took a shirt off, boy, he saw. Oh, yo, still got six packs. It was like eight, bro. I was like, I was like, bro, yeah, him, him, and. And a guy named Stariki Maka was one of the only the only two people I've seen who looks like they have painted on abs. Like 
Yeah. 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 They used to take, uh, when, they, when they used to um, take their photos with their top off at the uh, Balmoral gym. <laughs> their belts. <laughs> that was him. That was him. Carlos. Carlos uh, with the Carlos, <laughs> Carlos definitely up there. He's with them. Carlos would be up there with them. John, John on abs, bro. Cairo. Cairo George as well. Oh, no. We'll leave Cairo out of it. We'll leave Cairo out of it. <laughs> What's oh, up, Cairo? Because... Yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, would would you reckon like um, that's that's the other thing as well. Probably it, it would affect like the in terms of the business side of like boxing. Yeah. You know, as a being a prize fighter, would you say like the location of where you fight plays a part on how much money uh, comes out of it? I guess it does. I don't know. I don't. That's what I need to do. I need to sit down and do my homework on all, all these different situations going on into a fight. But it's money wise, I like fighting overseas. Eh? Yeah, not not because of the money or anything. It just you just have more of a, like a takeover feeling mm. when you when you do go over and fight there. Like, like the uh, the overseas. last one uh, that you and Junior did was uh, when you guys fought in uh, in the US in. In Utah, was it? In Utah. Utah? Yeah. yeah, Utah was beautiful, brother. Like, uh, yeah, you shout out to the guys on Utah for having us when we were there. And there was a big community of the, uh, you know, the island uh, islanders Massive. came I think, out. I think they're all Junior's family. Their whole, <laughs> their whole city was all Junior's family, brother. Yeah, it was crazy when we were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. They had, they had everything, like, they had everything rented out there. Like, yeah, it was good to, to be, like, and I like, have that experience with those that type of, um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. Is it the loyalty? No, it's the, the loyalty. Love. Just just the, the pride that they have as fans of, of Junior, as Tongans, you know what I mean? They were just out there doing crazy. I thought they would have had gunshots or nothing, but now everything was traditional over there. Like, yeah, it was real. It was cool. It's definitely, definitely one of the, one of the highlights of, uh, you know, fighting in places like that, seeing, you know, People, you know, from your culture, background, yeah. you know, like family, bro. Like, you know, turn up, just support. Yeah, you. just the support in that. Yeah, Crazy. It's good fun. Feels, it feels, it feels weird, but like, man, definitely. Yeah, from, I, feel, I guess for me, it feels more weird than, than anything. Um, yeah, I like, I like doing elevator fighting, you know, like everything's just, just YouTube, but it's not, it's not like that. You need a, you need to be out there to get the chance to fight. You know what I mean. You need mm. to be more out there to get the chance to fight more and 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 that's all that stuff. the other thing as well. Which I don't know. What are your thoughts on about the recent uh, stuff? Like you know, like the the YouTubers fighting, like you know Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and all that. Like Logan Paul gonna fight Mayweather and all that sort of stuff. What What are your thoughts about that? I think it's pretty shit that they're even calling out Mayweather at all, or, or even even saying but his name. That's what's crazy is Mayweather is gonna fight. One of them. Well, it's already like they they actually uh, the Mayweather Logan Paul fight was actually supposed to uh, like happen because they I think they they launched like the pre sale tickets and so they didn't get enough um, uh, like following behind it so they decided to postpone the fight and oh, yeah. they're probably gonna like try to market and sell the fight you know like how they did with the Mayweather McGregor fight bro. Like they did their tours and they sold the fight uh, and all that sort of shit, you know. I think that's different. Like Mayweather and McGregor fight. That was that. They were like two different beasts. 
compared yeah. to not just one person will be a beast, the other person is just yeah, making some good you, money, if, good publicity. Yeah, if you think about it, that's like a walk in the park, bro, for Mayweather. It would be. <laughs> That'll be, oh shit. But mind you, one of them, oh, they're both better than Mayweather though, right? Which one? The, the Paul Brothers. Both better. Ah, uh, they're both bigger. Bigger, yeah. No, yeah. in size. Better, yeah. Like, yeah, in size. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they are bigger, right? Yeah, if they fight, I don't bigger know. Bigger in size, yeah, yeah. Definitely bigger in size, yeah. I think they... Uh, they won't touch Mayweather, but shit. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think too much. I watched the one with Ben Askren. Getting knocked out. Getting knocked out. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Yeah, Jake hits the other guy. He can, he Jake can hit. Jake can hit, bro. He, he can, can bang. Hit. Yeah, he can bang. I just hated to see the... The, the athlete guy that's been doing it for years got getting you know knocked I mean? out like Ugh. that. But, but if you think about <laughs> it, man, I know a lot of people have different opinions, but like for me, what I thought about that was like, you know, at the end of the day, man, they're making money to support themselves and their families, man. And I don't care. Like, oh, yeah. You go, can't break, break a man breaking bread, bro. Yeah, that's it, bro. You, you know, he's looking after his family and I can't, I can't, yeah. You know, like what you said, yeah. you can't break a man because of that. And uh, like, there are some like coaches and veterans who come out and say, look, you can't be angry at these guys. Yeah. You need to learn from like what they're doing. They If they're making that kind of money, like, you know, doing million like dollars yeah. from those fights, like you yeah. need, there's something that they're doing right that you're not doing, you know. You should probably learn a few things a little, and try to yeah. adapt, you know, and try to... Because at the end yeah, of I, the, I, I could see the, that, that side clearly, like, um, like that, com- that side of the conversation it's easy to understand, you know what I mean? Like everyone's gonna make make a make a hustle somewhere, but as fighters, bro, like like there's be so many people that wanted to fight maybe to fight Mayweather, like you know what I mean? And this guy, because of like yeah. the amount of followers and all that, he 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 automatically gets the right to call out Mayweather and you know what I mean, make some money. It was, with him. it was crazy that the fact yeah. that Mayweather even entertained it, bro. And I was like. But if yeah. you think about well, it, like, it's, it's the money team, bro. They'll entertain anything yeah, with paper. That's it. Yeah. Plus, Mayweather's not all about money. He's, he's money and he knows how to, exactly. to take care of business. Where, mm. yeah, I think that's just my five cents on the, the Jake Paul, like all the YouTubers and stuff. Like, there'll be, there'll be so many fighters that'll be calling out fighters that they'll be doing fighting because they're, they're able to with their followings and all that. Yeah, they just like it's like to me it's like seeing them just step over the the guys that's actually in ranks mm. and just be like oh yo oh because it's, it's that but on the other side the making money side oh yo they can make that paper yeah. all they want bro it's legit everybody you know is making money the promoters the everybody coach, making bro, money dude. everybody gets a slice you know and who wouldn't want to make money you know like this is money generated it is so why not right but anyway I don't want to keep you too long uh, Hemi I want We've come to the section now. Wise words from the wise men. Huh? Who's the wise men? Who's <laughs> the wise men? <laughs> if you, um, you know, for all the people who are watching, listening, Hemi, uh, if you could give them any advice, uh, you know, based on your experiences, what advice would you give them, bro? Could be anything, man. Fighters, non-fighters. Uh, I think anybody in general is um, just give yourself a. Give yourself a price. Do what you gotta do, and just and stick to it. Like if you think, oh, you what you're really good at is whatever it is you're doing now. Just do it. Do it. Put everything into it. Um, yeah. If it, anyone, don't be afraid to talk. Man. Don't be afraid to talk. Something that I'm kind of like right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid to talk to people. But yes, just find what you want to do and go hard at it. Like. 
It always pays off. It always does. Chat. Yeah, man. That's really good advice, bro. That's really good advice, man. Um, because, you know, one thing I feel like this day and age is people give up very easily, man. Like, you know what I mean? We see you see a lot of people. Uh, these I'm, always, days, like, I'm always close to giving up, cause <laughs> but always on the it, edge. You know? Yeah, you're yeah. always on the edge, but you just yeah, keep pushing yourself to keep going. You know, and I don't know. Like for me, I feel sometimes like I cannot live a normal life. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know how. I, I don't know how to put put it in words. But like, yeah, yeah. I feel like in this life, bro, there's we can do whatever we want and why, you know, a lot of people are content with living a normal life, you know, so go to work every day, go home and just live, go out on the weekends and, you know. That's not normal though, eh? That's... Just like carry on like doing the same thing over and over. I I don't know, I can't, Uh, I feel like... I try to change it up, brother. I try to change it up. Like I'll go, like right now I'm just working. I'm just working, Mm. doing cleaning and shit and I don't have to. But I'm just doing it just to get like a different perspective on anything that I'm doing, not just strictly. Mm. Yeah, I'm still training though, but not. It's like my mind is is on what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? But it's 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 trying to find a balance is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to balance up like everything, but it's there's always something eh? Yeah, always man. something wrong. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and uh, before we go, just the last one. Um, the you, do you want to give any shout outs to anybody? Uh, any messages to anyone? No, I just want to give a shout out to yeah, who do I want to shout out to? Just everybody at City Kickboxing, really. You know, from the head coaches to the smallest guys, all the, you know, and who else? She and Sharma, what's up, cuz? That's the physio I was telling you about. Oh, yes. Yeah, shout out to She and Sharma. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. He's probably, <laughs> he probably wants to kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, just shout out to everyone doing their thing. I got, yeah, that's all I got to say. Peace and love, cuz. Man, Hemi, thank you very much. Thank you, Ali G. I appreciate your time today, brother. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best in your fighting career and everything you do outside of the ring as well. Um, You know, uh, definitely looking forward to see you do big and great things, man. And uh, yeah, guys, um, if you stayed this far, thank you very much for listening, and I will see you guys on the next one. Boom! Tonyoka! Call me out! Call me out! Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon.